Welcome to another edition of the Tom Green Podcast. If you listen to episode one of Life and Sports, we interviewed Dr. Bill Williamson and Dr. Scott Koleski for the position of journalism professor. So like I had said before, there are a lot of different facets that you can have in, in the sports industry, a lot of jobs, and a lot of different stuff you can have. So for episode two, we're going to stay in school which, as even our guests would advise us to do, and interview the high school athletic director from Eskville Garber High School, which I graduated from, and of course I've been a thorn on his side ever since, Dave Schwartz. Welcome to the show, Dave. Thanks, Tommy. Glad to be a part of it. <laughs> Definitely. So, um, I, of course, I've known you for a long time. You've been done a lot of great things here at Garber High School. So first, we'll start off with... Um, what, what made you become interested in sports at first, even at, perhaps as a kid or even Yeah, I think uh, as kids, a lot of us grow up in, in participating in sports, backyard sports, little league sports, and then you move into the junior highs and the high schools. And then if you stay with it, a lot of times it becomes a very big part of your life. Mm-hmm. And um, if you're fortunate enough after high school to still be involved in sports, uh, whether you get into playing at the collegiate level or coaching or even being an athletic director, uh, you're very fortunate. And uh, the, the road that I took uh, led me to this. I, I didn't have any initial plans for it to lead to this particular, uh, this particular route, but it did. And uh, as it turned out, uh, I spent most of my life in coaching and uh, having the chance to be an athletic director. And uh, it just happened to materialize here at Garber High School. So it's been great ever since. Definitely. And, of course, he's one, He's also wanted to take John Elway's role as owner of the Denver Broncos. but <laughs> Probably a good chance that won't happen. we got our, we got our hands full right here, so uh, we like what we do here, so we're good. <laughs> Definitely. As I've just noticed, uh, Schwartz is a Broncos fan, so I had to <laughs> yeah. bring in the Denver Broncos there thing there. Now, now, one thing I'll say as a side note is I think the Broncos really missed an opportunity to, for, an ad, for an advertisement. Peyton Manning, Orange Crush. Absolutely. Uh, and if they're looking at any advertisement, they can be part of the Duke Open on this Saturday, too. But I don't think go. that they'll be doing that. But, uh, no, I, I agree with you. I've been a lifelong fan of those guys ever since I think I was three or four years old. I don't know, something struck me, and, and it just is what it is. So between the Dukes and uh, the Broncos, a uh, uh, fan of both of them big time. So Definitely. I'm a Lions fan, of course. He's given me crap about that ever since. <laughs> as well as well, that should be the case. <laughs> yeah. Um, so next question would be, um, what was your dream job going through school and going through college? Well, I think uh, through high school and uh, in college, even though I had uh, a, a wonderful time um, in a lot of ways in both of those uh, stops in my life, I, I was kind of lost. Um, mm-hmm. I don't really think I had an idea of what I wanted to do or where I was going and uh, just kind of treading water there for a few years right. and then got uh, got involved uh, coaching at uh, Mount Pleasant High School um, as a volunteer. Things transpired over the years. I ended up getting hired there as a teacher and was a varsity uh, football coach there uh, until the day that I left. and. Um, that was about the time that I realized that uh, after a few years of working there and being involved in coaching and teaching, that that was certainly something I wanted to do for the rest of my life. And uh, again, that was great for me because it was a life involved in sports. Yes. And that was something that a lot of us grow up uh, wanting to be a part of and wanting to be able to do. 
So that's how that worked out. And um, from there, uh, moved on over here to Garber High School. And um, the athletic director position was, was a part of that as well when they hired me over here. And at the time, I realized that, uh, well, as a young man, 30 years of age, what a, what a great time to find out if being an AD is what I wanted to do, uh, along with teaching and coaching. And as it turned out, uh, it was. And, uh, you know, 20 some odd years later, I, I guess it's, uh, it's still happening. It's still yeah. going on. And uh, I've appreciated uh, uh, all the help uh, from people along the way because I've certainly needed it, whether it's family or colleagues or right. friends. And, and uh, every place I've been, whether it's been Mount Pleasant or, or even Corona High School for one year and then Garber here for the last 20, uh, everybody's been great to me. And it's been a real good experience for me. Definitely. And um, I should say that I was lucky to find my interests at a very young age. Because mm-hmm. when I was in seventh grade, you still had not really known about me yet. But I had right. done my, I had done my first my first gig at, as a PA announcer over at Central, mm-hmm. um, doing the Essex Hill Jaguars, uh, completing their six and O season. Trenton Robinson was in the booth. Yeah. And so I always had the story of I tried to convince him to go to Michigan. Obviously, we know how that turned out. Yeah. Yeah. But exactly. That was really my first. My first go around at it, and because I'd gotten to know Trenton a little bit, that kind of sparked my interest in pursuing a career in sports. And mm-hmm. you had found out about me around my sophomore year mm-hmm. or so, and gave me a chance. And I've basically hit a grand slam with it <laughs> around here. Of course, I'm still yeah. really zoning in on trying to find that breakthrough in the world of yeah. you know big time professional sports. But it's 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 always good to have a fallback, and sure. right here. Is definitely where I well, can we, achieve Well, we that. wouldn't be asking you back if you didn't do a good job and we weren't <laughs> glad to have you. So uh, hopefully this will be something that will propel you to the things that you'd really like to do moving on mm-hmm. down the line. And, and while that's uh, occurring, you know you always got a spot here. So I definitely. think it works out well. And, of course, another another person I got into network with is John Morosi, graduate here in Garber. And if, I, I call ourselves the Garber Sports Guys. <laughs> well, he's certainly... Uh, <laughs> He certainly worked his butt off and had some breaks along the way as well and put himself into a position where uh, he's obviously doing what he wants to do and mm-hmm. is having a wonderful time, and he's absolutely great at it, and he's certainly found his niche. So uh, hopefully uh, over the course of the next few years, you'll end up in that same type of situation mm-hmm. with those types of opportunities. Yeah, the funny thing is I've networked, um, you may or may not know this, but I've networked with over 40 different reporters from all across the nation. Mm-hmm. and. Uh, well, one of them I've talked to was Houston Astros reporter Julia Morales, mm-hmm. and I had told her that um, John Morosi and I are the Garber Sports Guys. So I, I try to keep that Garber Sports Guys yeah. thing going nationwide. You, you build your build your <laughs> network and get to know people and treat them well, and those are people that down the lines can, can hopefully help you. And that's what we tell our kids all the time here too mm-hmm. is build a network and treat people great and go the extra mile because one day down the line that uh, they might be able to help you out with something. Definitely. So with that being said, um, let's – Let's zone in uh, your job as it stands right now as an athletic director. Even just before this interview, you had taken at least three phone calls. <laughs> yeah. So that tells you that it's not just sitting at a desk looking at ESPN in your fantasy lineups, as, right. as Dave wishes that he could do all the right. time, but there is actually work involved. Tell yeah. us about it. Well, first of all, <laughs> some of those ESPN things would inquire turning on a, uh, a computer, and I have a hard time with that. I'm a paper <laughs> and pencil guy, which most people know and get a kick out of. But... Um, <laughs> Yeah, it's, it's one of those things um, where you really don't know what you're getting into, even though your graduate degree and stuff like that might be in athletic administration, and even though you might have a background in coaching and being around sports. Um, you know, I, I thought I was prepared uh, for the job, 
Uh, Mr. Today, the previous athletic director who hired me, stuck around for a semester and helped me, which was gracious of him and the school district. And when I was uh, left on my own, when, when, when Joe left in December um, of 99, um, I thought I was ready, uh, but, but I wasn't. And you learn on the fly real quick in this type of job. And, and that's why there's so much turnover in public schools now and in private schools with being an athletic director, because there's so much responsibility. There's so much time involved. Uh, there's so many deadlines. There's so many things that you have to meet. And you just basically can't get away from it. And uh, it's, it's very difficult. Uh, your phone is constantly ringing at home. And, and, uh, and that's the, the, the job. That's the way it is. You have to be very, very, um, uh, you need to be there for people. I mean, you need to be accessible. And you need to be mm -hmm. visible. And the, the, the time in the job um, is, is very difficult. You're going to spend a lot of hours. It's not necessarily, I, I find it uh, very difficult to work in regards to content or, or those types of things. It's just the amount of time and uh, dealing with people and trying to keep everybody on, on board and trying to work towards the same goals for our kids. Mm -hmm. um, it's just a lot of stuff if you want to do it right. And you're correct, unless you turn the phone off, and unless you do this or that, the thing's going to ring all day, and you're going to have a ton of emails that you got to deal with. But that's athletics in our country now. Our yes. Athletics is very important, and uh, you need to realize once you get into a position like this that it's going to be a lot of time, it's going to be a lot of effort, it's going to be a lot of uh, working positively with people, and um, and, and those types of things. But uh, I've done it for a lot of years, don't have all the answers, never will. But um, certainly enjoyed uh, getting a chance to deal with our athletes and our coaches and being around sport all the time. So I'm fortunate for that. Yes, definitely. And this, would you consider this a seven-day-a-week job? Absolutely, no doubt. Uh, yesterday was Sunday. It's in the summer. And I probably had double-digit conversations with coaches on the phone, uh, probably double-digit emails and texts. And, and that's just the way it is. I'm certainly not complaining. But every AD understands that. And you don't know it until you get into it and you realize uh, how much it entails. Uh, I feel that to being a coach my entire life and still working uh, a little bit as a coach now and then uh, at this time in my career, um, I need to be a resource for our coaches. And I need to be here and I need to support them at any time, 24-7, because at the end of the day, between the coaches and myself, uh, we're all in this together. And we got each other's backs. And it's a very, very difficult job now coaching at the high school level. Obviously, everyone knows the pay is not very good. And you got to love it because there's a lot of things that you have to do, uh, a lot of administrative work, a lot of uh, ins and outs that you have to do just to be able to coach. Uh, so it's, it's not an easy thing. Uh, and I feel that I've got to be accessible and I've got to be a guy that goes above and beyond because my coaches need and deserve that. Mm-hmm. One thing about well, really working any job that's full time, it's 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 a they call it a labor of love, and they and we've heard from Dave that it's it really is a labor of love. Yeah, and, you know <laughs> when you when you get into school, sometimes when you get into administration, uh, a lot of people move up from the athletic director role and they move into assistant mm -hmm. principal and they moved into principal and they they move up in the district. I'm not interested in that. I had a chance to be an assistant principal for four years, and that's not my cup of tea. Uh, I, I need to be involved in athletics, and this is something that uh, that I'm interested in. And when you're interested in something, uh, it certainly makes your job much easier on a day-to-day -day basis. Mm -hmm. As a side note, when I was in sixth, seventh grade, 
you were kind of, you were almost at an assistant principal role at Kramer, if I remember correctly. Yeah, I, I was uh, in in two thousand six. I was moved to the assistant principal role at Kramer, along with being still the athletic director and the varsity football coach. Uh, that particular year probably took five years off my life. Uh, <laughs> when you want to do something well and you've got three major jobs like that, it was it was very difficult. And I told myself I would never do that again. And uh, they took me out of that role at the assistant principal, which was which was great, and uh, put me back to where I belong, which was teaching PE, being an AD and a football coach. Well, a few years later, they had to move me back into that assistant principal role for a three-year span, and that uh, that told me I had to step away from coaching, which lightened my load a little bit. But that's not the 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 job that I wanted to give up, but right. I had no choice. And so sometimes you got to make decisions in regards to, you know what you can handle and what you can balance. And, and I'm not a guy that uh, wants to be a master of nothing. I want to be able to do the best I can at every job and have a fighting chance. So, mm -hmm. uh, but the AD is uh, certainly uh, uh, more than enough for me. And uh, it's a 12 month a year job. And, you know, I've been here all summer. We've got construction stuff going on and things going on with athletics and our coaches run camps and clinics. And I've got to be around for a lot of those things. But so many things pop up and you just deal with them and you do your best. And at the end of the day, you just say, I'm thankful to be involved in athletics. Yeah, because I, I could tell just as a sixth grader that um, your hands were tied as the assistant it's, it's, principal. It's, it's, tough. it's tough. You're dealing with a lot of a lot of negative in that role and uh, mm -hmm. not a lot of positive. And, and uh, you know, you got to, but again, the good thing to that is you get a chance to make a difference for kids and help mm -hmm. get some of them down the right road as well, which mm -hmm. People did that for me one day uh, back in the day. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, and one piece of advice I would have for our listeners is in at, being a kid like that, at least in my perspective, in school is where you make your mistakes. You learn from them and you apply what you've learned into the real world. Yeah, and that's and that's hopefully what school uh, brings to people. And it's not just about what you learn in the classroom; it's about yeah. what you learn and in the athletic fields and in the, in the musicals and the bands and all those types of things in the art department. And, um, you know, uh, there's nothing wrong with failing and making mistakes. Yeah. And, and as long as you learn from them and you apply as you move forward, then hopefully it becomes, uh, those things become easier to deal with as you go through mm -hmm. life and leave high school. To try and fail is at least to try. To, to fail to try is to experience the inevitable of what may have been. Yeah, absolutely. We're very well said. So with that being said, we're going to tap into your time as a high school coach. You kind mm -hmm. of told us about how you left that position, mm -hmm. which was going to be a question of mm -hmm. mine, but you had answered it. Yeah. That's that's the beauty of podcasting, and sometimes yeah. your questions can get answered <laughs> inside another question, yeah. which is great. So nine years as a high school coach here at Garber High School, mm -hmm. took, took us to the playoffs every single year. And at least in my view, could have won a couple more playoff games, but... Coach screwed that up. <laughs> But that's just me. So, yeah. high school coach. Yeah, I started off at Mount Pleasant High School. Like I said, I coached there for eight years. and um, was He was teaching. better than Jeff Fisher, by the way, as Oilers <laughs> yeah. coach. Yeah, and uh, <laughs> I was teaching at um, Mount Pleasant High School and coaching and had worked my way up to the assistant head coach at the varsity and really thought that that program one day would uh, would be mine. I'd have a chance to, to lead that program, and uh, I was just certainly a true Oiler and and uh, lost my job. They laid off, uh, I don't know, 24 or 25 teachers in the spring of 98. And I didn't, no one saw that coming. And so I had dealt with some major adversity uh, in the first part of my career as, a, as an educator and had to deal with that and, and uh, was sent packing and there was nothing they could do to save my job. And that was, that was a tough time in my life. And 
ended up at Corona High School for one year teaching and coaching. And at that time, uh, when that year finished, I said, uh, it's time for me to be a head football coach and I want to give that a whirl. That was my goal. And um, interviewed at a few places and, and interviewed here at Garber. And, and um, thankfully, they had uh, decided to give me an offer. That's where the athletic director portion came in as well. And uh, took the position and, you know, coached here. I was the head coach here for 11 years. Uh, the first two years, uh, you know, it was a it was a rebuilding element to that, uh, to say the least. And and, our, and of course, as I mentioned, John Morosi was the yeah. starting quarterback. <laughs> we were uh, we were zero nine the first year, but uh, we got our got the numbers up, and we had close to a hundred kids involved in the program. And and uh, it wasn't about winning; it was building and and uh, building up the, the process, the structure, and and all that sort of stuff that people like to say. And um, you know, before you know it, we, we had some really good kids involved, and we had a lot of kids playing youth football, and we had a lot of kids playing our freshman in JV, and, and before you knew it, we were able to get a little lucky and get some things going in the right direction, and, and um, you know, we were able to get the program going and had some success, and, but it certainly had to do uh, so much more than just me, obviously, it had to do with the kids, and we had a great group of assistant coaches that I was able to, to keep when I came here that were already here, and then to bring a few more on board. So we were very, very, very lucky in a lot of ways, and uh, the program took off and, and uh, got to a point where uh, once they moved me back to the assistant principal role, I was not interested in doing all three of those roles. So I think it was the right thing to do, which was step down from coaching, and it's not what I wanted to do, but it, was, it certainly was the time to do it. Um, I, I miss it. I, I, I dabble with uh, some quarterbacks in the area a little bit and, and work with our kids, and I work with Novell kids. and. And stuff like that. So I still am involved. Uh, and some days I still get the itch to say, uh, "Boy, it'd be nice to still be a head coach and and uh, work with the program." But uh, it is what it is, and have a lot of great memories and experiences, and worked with a lot of wonderful people, regardless of any of my stops, and don't regret any of it. Mm-hmm. So um, you know, we'll just continue to to, to support uh, our programs here and, and and do my job the best I can. Yeah, I had heard some rumors a couple of years ago that you were going to be interviewed for Western, you know, oh, for Newville. Well, you know how that that's is. Right. If, if you have a nickel for every rumor that's out there, you know, you'd be retired and yeah. rich by now and, and those types of things. But, yeah, I had different opportunities over the years uh, with some different schools and, uh, you know, and, and, and uh, had some chances to do some different things and, and for uh, whatever reason chose to stay. And uh, I don't regret those decisions, but sometimes you – you, you sit back and you think what life might have been if you would have taken this opportunity or that right. opportunity. But at the end of the day, I'm happy where I'm at, and people have been good to me, and I've got a major job to do here. So, um, you know, uh, can't think on those uh, on those uh, experiences or those opportunities right. too often. Yeah, and coming into high school, I thought, man, I'm going to a high school that seems to be part of a real winning culture. We got a football team that's made the playoffs eight consecutive times. We got a basketball team that seems to start on the up and up. And now mm-hmm. we've really seen that mm-hmm. basketball program yeah. take off with Coach yeah. Watts, who it's another coach I would perhaps be interested in mm-hmm. interviewing for this project. Yeah, we, we've got a lot of uh, coaches. Uh, uh, we would not put anybody that uh, in front of our kids that I don't have confidence in, that's for sure. I know the relevance and how important high school sports are, not just to the schools, but to the kids, the families, and, uh, you know, so it's a very, very uh, important thing, but we have some wonderful, some wonderful coaches Mm -hmm. that are in front of our kids, and sometimes people get caught up way too much in the playoffs and the district titles and the league titles. Um, Those things are going to come and go, 
Yes. And it all comes down to building relationships and providing experiences. And our coaches uh, have the best interest of our kids in mind. They do a great job with it. Uh, they are uh, passionate about their jobs. They're working uh, in season, out of season. Um, we push kids to get out for other sports. We like multi-sport athlete kids, but if, if a kid's not playing a sport, uh, then he or she is typically involved in an off-season program with one of the sports they do play here. So our coaches are working at it 24-7. Uh, I'm proud of them, and uh, we are very fortunate to have the people we do have uh, in uh, in front of our kids every day. Mm -hmm. And as a side note, I, I have no ill will against the coaches that we have here, but I'm really kicking myself for not telling you about Coach Kevin Marshall. At Bridgeport. Oh, yeah. yep. I oh, really yeah. wish that we nice would have gotten the there. chance to interview him yeah. and perhaps get him here. But he's done a really good job <laughs> in two sports over there, yes. uh, basketball and football. And you know, it's it's one of those things. You know, people think coaching is about X's and O's, and there's a small part of that, but it's really getting kids to buy into you mm -hmm. and buy into your efforts and buy into your leadership. And and um, you know that that's the key things nowadays. You know, and, yes. I, and, I, and I think that there's a lot of good ones out there. Uh, but I would put our group of, of coaches that we have here and our fraternity here at Garber up against anybody's. Yeah, very cool, very cool. So um, I also have to ask you, um, do you have any advice for those that are listening to the show? Now, I, I'm imagining uh, people that are listening to the show are like in a classroom night now, mm -hmm. now probably looking at their phones, probably just thinking about mm -hmm. What am I going to have for lunch today, or whatever? Yeah, what I've thought of that or, a few times already. Yeah, <laughs> or something like that. So, if you're on your phones, that's that's what it is. But um, any advice for those that are, you know, in school looking mm -hmm. to become interested in working in this industry? You know, it's 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 very rewarding. Um, just keep in mind that uh, you have a, a responsibility to provide uh, the kids that you. Uh, see after and your coaches the best opportunity and what that requires of you as an AD and a leader uh, to make sure that they understand that you're always going to be expected and you should be expected to go above and beyond in your job so that you can provide everybody the best experience they probably that, that they can uh, that's that's the key thing um, and the other thing too is uh, probably the most important thing uh, you know that, that, that I've I've learned is is uh, you want to make sure that um, uh, people want to jump in the foxhole with you as a leader, and the, I think the only way you can do that is is to set your uh, set your goals out there, your expectations, and uh, ask people to follow that lead. But then it's very important that you, as a leader, make sure that you don't ask anybody to do things that you're not willing to do yourself. And I think once that mm -hmm. they see uh, your leadership, not so much in words, but by your actions. Um, hopefully people will follow that and like I said it's very rewarding but you are going to have um, you know some adversity that you're going to have to deal with working through other people whether it's kids whether it's coaches whether it's community members and uh, you just need to continue to lead and stand by what you believe in. Mm -hmm. And of course, as a side note, you, did you ever have to expel a kid while you were <laughs> assistant um, principal? You know as an assistant principal I, I think we had a few of those cases that we had to do, and that was very unfortunate. At the end of the day, um, those aren't decisions that I would make. I would just recommend those things, and then our, our school board and our superintendent would handle those types of things. And those are never fun because right, right. you don't want to see a kid go down a path where uh, he doesn't take he or she doesn't take advantage of right. all the great things that 
schools can provide nowadays, you know, especially from, uh, you know, the extracurriculars and those types of things, because you want kids to experience those things because they made a real big difference in my life. And if it yeah. wasn't for high school sports and, and, uh, and, and, and the people that I met in high school sports and college sports, uh, there's no way I'd be here where I am right now. So that's mm-hmm. for sure. Yeah. And I did say expulsion <laughs> jokingly, but, um, you know, what, what thing of advice is to stay in school. Because you're gonna, um, you're gonna learn a lot of things inside, mm-hmm. and like we'd said, inside and outside the classroom. Absolutely, through, there's through there's school. no doubt about it. And the biggest thing that uh, that we try to teach kids is uh, dealing with adversity and dealing with things when they don't go your way. Uh, learn to develop some coping skills and uh, to to be able to climb that mountain every day, even when things aren't going your way. And um, mm-hmm. quite frankly, we want uh, people to deal with adversity because it builds strength and it has its rewards. Uh, everybody is good when things are going well, but that's not always going to be the case, and that's going to be right. that's going to be the case in high school sports as well as life. So, definitely. So, uh, for as I end every podcast with this question, uh, is there anything else you have to add to this wonderful Tom Green podcast? <laughs> no, Tom. We we certainly appreciate you. You know, taking the opportunity here to to uh, get the, the the word and the thoughts of uh, Garber High School out there a little bit uh, mm-hmm. in regards to. To my role and really appreciate that uh, we appreciate all your efforts that you give us here for our kids basketball mm-hmm. football and and just being a good alum and supporting everything that we try to do over here even though we're mm-hmm. not perfect and um and we do appreciate it so wish you luck and obviously Thanks we know so that anything we can help you with we'll, we'll certainly do that sounds good and i'll also end this with uh, back in 2013 when i was a senior in high school i had actually won the senior oscar award for most likely to become famous Hopefully I'm going down that path as well as John Morosi has with all of his all of the great work that he's done for Fox Sports and yeah. also uh, of course all of the all many of the people that I have networked with which I will off air I'll probably send Schwartz a lot of the pictures yeah. of the people that I've well, networked with. Famous is famous <laughs> is one thing, but as you get older you realize that uh, you hope to be famous just with the people you work with and yes. in, in your family and and uh, those are the most important things. But. Uh, yeah, uh, you set your goals, go after your goals, and, and knock them down one by one until you get where you're happy with being. So, Definitely. So he is Dave Schwartz, the Athletic Director at Garber High School, and this has been the Tom Green Podcast.